0: changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief, Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today I'm going to share a couple of stories with you from our newest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Time for Christmas. The holidays are coming, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's, and that means lots of gathering with family and friends. And sometimes there are issues outstanding, ones that were kind of ignored during the year but rear their ugly heads during the holidays. So it's a great time to use the power of forgiveness to smooth the way through those get-togethers. Here's one story by David Hull that may get you started. David tells us that he was 23 years old, and for years, he and his mother and his stepfather had dinner at his grandmother's house every Saturday. They would watch sports on TV, play board games, and eat a big fancy meal. They did this every Saturday for years, until one Saturday in late October. David's biological father, who he hadn't seen in 16 years, had asked if he could visit. He wanted to see his son after all that time, and David was dreading it. That Saturday, when the doorbell chimed, David peered through the blinds and saw an older, heavier, grayer man than he remembered. For some reason, he had expected his father to look exactly as he did in the only photo of him that David had, taken 16 years earlier when David was seven. When David went to the front door to greet his father, he found that he couldn't make himself reach out and shake hands. He was angry with his father. His father had walked out on the family and had missed every Christmas and birthday, every basketball game, David's college graduation. Why would David want to shake his hand? So David didn't speak to him and went to sit on the couch. He refused to make conversation. His father said, It's okay. I understand. You're not thrilled to see me. This was a stupid idea but I wanted to see you." David's mother tried to make peace and invited her ex to stay and have meatloaf with them. His father said he would stay, and David walked out of the house. He wanted no part of it. The following Saturday, they went back to David's grandmother's house as usual. Of course, David wasn't done with his father at all. Secretly, he was thinking about him all the time, Determined to stay angry and keep him out of his life, but also wondering, what would it be like to let his father back in? Well, Thanksgiving was around the corner, and David took his grandmother food shopping a couple of weeks later, and she could see that he was a mess. She sat him down with a plate of brownies and got to the bottom of it. David expressed his anger at his father, and his grandmother responded, This isn't good. You're tearing yourself up, and you're making life miserable for everybody else. David did concede that his father was making him grumpy and unpleasant. No, said his grandmother, you're allowing your father to make you miserable, and you know what? Your anger isn't affecting your father a bit. David's father was off living his life, and David was the one who was suffering. His grandmother explained that he had to let it go. He had to forgive his father for being a bad father and for leaving him. It wasn't like his father planned to be a bad father. He was just bad at it. And David was letting it ruin his life. His grandmother convinced him to invite his father for Thanksgiving dinner. David finally agreed, but he made his grandmother agree to a concession of his own. During all of his 23 years, she had never once used the good china. He said he would invite his father to Thanksgiving, but she had to stop saving the good china and finally use it. They had Thanksgiving and they used the good china and David learned that he and his dad were both Dallas Cowboys fans. When David walked his father out to his car after dinner, his father stuck out his hand And this time, David shook it. He was feeling better already. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Leslie Collar tells us an amazing story about using forgiveness during the holidays. It happened to her father during World War II. Her father served as a gunner and then as a co-pilot on a B-17 flying fortress based out of England. On what was to become his last mission as a co-pilot, he and his crew were to drop several huge bales of anti-Hitler leaflets over Stuttgart, Germany, and then return to base. Unfortunately, her dad's plane was hit by anti-aircraft guns and so badly damaged it was unable to continue flying. They made an emergency landing in the forest. While the plane was totaled, the crew survived the crash, although a couple of the men were badly hurt. It was winter, and there was plenty of snow on the ground, so the crew made a sled for the injured men from the hatch door. And then they set off, trying to get to Switzerland for medical help. Things didn't go well, though, and after two days, the captain decided their best prospect was to be captured by the Germans and sent to a POW camp. It was the only way they could save the injured men. Leslie says, The next day, the crew came across a German patrol. My dad and the captain ordered their men to drop their weapons and surrender to the Germans. And that's when the unexpected happened. The German patrol simultaneously tried to surrender to them. My dad said it was amusing and scary at the same time as they and the Germans were all standing there with their hands in the air, trying to surrender to each other. Both sides spoke a little French. So using French and some German, the two sides worked out a truce and a plan. Leslie says, it was about five days until Christmas and they were still probably a hundred miles from the Swiss border. The Germans had not been supplied with food, warm clothes, or even ammo in a very long time. They were cold, hungry, and sick. Having been forced to fight for a cause they didn't believe in, two were originally from Austria, they had decided it was time to desert. Their leader, Fritz, wanting to save his men from freezing and starving to death, had decided they would surrender to the first Americans they saw and sit out the rest of the war in a British POW camp. The men worked out a plan. If they came upon more Germans, Fritz would pretend that the crew from the B-17 were his prisoners and that he was on his way to turn them in. If the group came upon an Allied patrol, the captain and Leslie's dad would ensure that Fritz and his men weren't harmed and that they made it safely to an Allied POW camp. For the next five days, these united men continued walking towards Switzerland. And on Christmas Day, they made it there. The Americans escorted the Germans to a British POW camp where they were given food and medical help. The Americans visited the Germans in the POW camp for as long as they were in the area. Leslie says, After the war, my dad and Fritz and several of the men on both sides maintained a lifelong friendship, often visiting each other. When my dad told his preacher father what had happened, he said it was a Christmas miracle. The B-17 crew had survived being shot at and then a plane crash. Somehow they had not been tracked or followed by the Germans and had run into the Germans who were hoping to meet some Americans. They had not shot each other, and as a group, they all made it alive into Switzerland and all of them survived a German winter with almost no food, medicine, or clothes. Perhaps it was a miracle after all. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Time for Christmas. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button to read more about this book, which you will find wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And would you like to become one of our storytellers? We're always looking for new people to join the Chicken Soup for the Soul family. Just click on Submit Your Story under the book's pull-down menu on our website and we'll guide you through the process of submitting your story. And please come back for our next episode to hear from our other new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Angels and the Miraculous, with two stories about miraculous events that are very hard to explain. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah Quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.